Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of the Coach's Edge. And in this short bonus episode, I want to share with you about 20 minutes of an hour-long discussion that we had with president of AEO Leadership, Mike Masucci. Now, Mike has decades of high school basketball coaching experience. He consults with programs throughout the state of Michigan. But in this clip, we really touch on three main topics. Selecting captains. We talk about uh, leadership being both an art and a science. And he really breaks down uh, the, the chemicals that happen in our brain when it comes to leadership and carrying out certain tasks, relationships that we have with our team from endorphins, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin. I mean, this isn't just words that sound good. This, this He's backing up what he believes with data that is given to us by studying the brain. Really interesting stuff. And then we talk a little bit about how do, how do we win? How do we win with this stuff? And a lot of times it's, it's talent in a high level of trust that can be those common factors that lead to high-performing people and high-performing teams, which is what we want to be. You're a coach. You want to do really well. You not only want to impact, positively impact, the lives of young people, but you want to win basketball games, right? And, and the things that Coach Masucci breaks down help translate to both of those areas extremely well, which is why I love digging into this stuff. We could, the strategy X's knows, I find that very interesting as well. This applies to not only performance on the court, but performance off of the court. So thanks to Mike Masucci for joining uh, our Zoom calls, talking with some of our coaches and the Coach's Edge is live. The Coach's Edge is live. We, we, we just launched it. It's open until the end of October, and you can snag all of our resources. You can access everything that we have coming up and continue to upload every single month with your Coach's Edge membership. You get to access our Zoom calls and meetings that we have at least twice every single month leading up into the season. And obviously you want to get on coaching calls with me or some of our other staff members with the Coach's Edge. We make that happen as well, trying to do the best that we can to serve our coaches as we get into the season. And one of the reasons why uh, we shut the membership down is because we wanna serve the coaches that are in it during basketball season to the best of our ability. So if you'd like to become a Coach's Edge member, go to coachesedge.coach. Link is in the description below. Let's get to the show. Go back to what Coach Masucci said earlier of leadership being a choice. Maybe would you select those, those captains I mean, you're selecting them or their team selecting them based on their past experience with that player and projecting what that's going to look like in the future. Um, just like pretty much any job that someone would ask you to do. But every morning, every day, you can wake up and make the choice, right? As he said, leadership is a choice. Yeah, and I, I also think that if, if we're going to have captains, then they should be distinctive. You know, like if if you ask your captain, you know, what does leadership mean or what does leadership look like? And they can't explain it. It's not hardwired in their brain. And so it's incumbent upon us. Uh, and I, I think Steve, you, you said it so well in the beginning, you, first you, you gotta demonstrate it, but then we, we remember leadership is a choice, but it's also a skill. So we have to develop it. Nobody was born 
you know, and, and their mother raised them up and said, you know, you are a leader, you know, uh, you know, that, that doesn't happen. That's something that you develop through uh, reading, through watching, through mentoring, through um, earnestness, all of those things uh, that you've developed. And then once you get that responsibility, it's not like you're, you're like, okay, I've, I've got it all. It's, you know, okay, this is a skill. Let's keep developing it. Yeah, we at Croslocks, we, we have each player uh, nominate three guys and they get one point per vote. And then we as coaches uh, nominate three players and, and it's recognized as two points per player. So um, we don't keep it private either. I, I let the three guys be known that I'm going to pick and, I, and my assistant coaches do. We feel like if we have their information, they should have ours. Everything, nothing should be secretive. If I'm going to be a leader, my coaches are going to be a leader. Uh, we feel like they should have they should have as much insight and knowledge as what the players should as what we do with them. So, um, but we don't usually do it until the second week. We have three days of tryouts and then we go through about a week of practice to see how things are going. And uh, we also emphasize that you know it it let's focus on kids that are going to do the right things, and it doesn't necessarily mean they're the best basketball player. I remember you know I mean when I was growing up. Uh, playing back in high school it seemed like it was always the best player it was never the best leader we wanted kids that are that are doing the right things in the classroom doing the th right things outside of the, the basketball floor so what are they doing in the community how are they going to represent us when they're seen by local people in the community are they going to do the right things when when the eyes of myself and other coaches and their teammates aren't on them how are they going to behave how are they going to act so uh I think that's overlooked sometimes. Um, so we want we want not just leaders on the basketball floor. We want leaders uh, outside of the basketball floor. We want kids that are going to make smart decisions on Friday, whether they play a lot or they don't play a lot. Rather, they if we win or lose, they're going to be the ones that goes and makes the right choices on Friday night. I don't get a call on Saturday and say, hey, you got six kids over that, that are now suspended because they made a poor choice over the weekend. So uh, that's how that, it, and I'll be honest with you. It seems like every year us as coaches have, have uh, agreed with the players and that's great because I think a player led coach team is, is every bit as good as me saying what needs to be said. Amen. Well said. Off the court, you character service, all of those things that, as you mentioned, don't always fall in line with, what traditionally happens is a best player. So, you know, they're going to play the most, they're going to take the most shots, make them the captain, which is really honestly still, that's the way it goes in a lot of, a lot of schools. So um, you guys are definitely ahead of the, the game there. Um, and I think it shows with how strong of a program you guys have as well. Um, Coach Masucci, I wanted to ask you like, whether this with the whole team or, or you've started to figure out what those, handful of, of leaders are going to be on your team. You gave a couple examples, but what are some more as far as how we as coaches can help those players continue to build those leadership skills? You know, when you, you think of the, the word education, um, there's statistics around if a young man journeys through 12 years of schooling, that probably less than 8% of them will have any experience in goal setting 
To me, that is astounding. And as coaches and competitors uh, and people that want to do well, we know the value of goal setting. So why wouldn't your, our programs be a goal setting program, be a program that values goals? And that we know that, you know, if you write those goals down, there's an over 40% chance that you're more likely to achieve those goals. And why not teach the kids how to write goals? And again, some people might push out, we're basketball coaches. We're, well, remember leadership's a choice. We're leaders. And so um, that I think is a, uh, an important part of any distinctive uh, program. I mean, just imagine if, you know, a six, five, uh, you know, transfer student is walking through the halls and he's, he's looking at about three different schools. So he moved into the area and he walks the, uh, the halls and he's getting a sense of the, uh, the team and the, the culture of the school. He goes in the locker room, kids open the locker and there's the, the young man's goals right there on the locker, you know, uh, want to uh, uh, maybe I'll just make league champion, uh, division one player, you know, uh, make 10 free throws in a row before I leave the gym or something like he, he writes down or, you know, honor roll or Michigan, whatever he puts down, goes in the coach's office. The coach has his goals, you know, uh, work out, you know, 40, 45 minutes a day, three days a week, uh, you know, read 20 minutes a day, five days a week, uh, make sure I connect with uh, my children every day and tell my love, whatever it is that you write down on your goal, on your, you know, uh, note card, put it right at your uh, table there. I mean, that young man's going to be like, holy cow, this is a place that values not only the present, but the future. You know, this is somewhere where I want to be a part of being part of a goal setting culture is exciting. Um, and I, I really think that that's where, you know, the beginning of um, you know, a leadership journey, uh, you know, is, it's all about, it's, it's, a, it's about like a direction you want to go. It's a, it's a vision of, of your future, not only a collective vision of the team, but a specific vision for the young athlete. And of course we have coaches here at different levels. So I think you, you level it off. Um, but, uh, you know, Coach Izzo is really good in this area. He's good in a lot of areas, but, you know, he'll, he knows exactly what each player wants. They write it down and guess what? He holds them accountable to those goals and he, uh, he can be very demanding, but this is what those young men want, you know, and he's seen it and now he's their leader. He's a bridge builder. He's taking them to places where they probably can't go on their own. Um, and so uh, it's, I think that that goal setting piece is really the foundation, uh, I believe of, of really a leadership journey. Some teams have, you know, there's, there's books all over the place. John Gordon has, has become more famous than others as far as, uh, you know, having team words that teams can rally around. Um, or players can choose words. Um, 
I think there's a lot of good ideas out there. Uh, but I, again, it's, it's teaching young men or young women, depending on who you coach, uh, how to set goals and then holding them accountable to those goals. Uh, coach K you know, writes wonderfully in his book, The Gold Standard, about how he um, had standards that uh, he used with uh, the Olympic gold medal teams uh, instead of goals. So I think, you know, there's different ways, just, just like selecting a captain, there's different philosophies and theories on goal setting. Uh, some people will say I have standards, some people, but at the end of the day, young men and young women don't know how to write goals down. They don't know how to hold themselves accountable to those goals. And kind of imagine your young athlete, you know, as a young adult interviewing for their first job and them, you know, you know, telling them a little bit about themselves and say, you know, um, I learned how to set goals and create an exciting future in my basketball program. And this is what I did. I mean, that's, that's what you want for, for your program. Or I think Coach Campbell said it. You want to, you know, it's more important what they do off the court than on the court. They see that example. And I think that's one of my biggest takeaways from speaking with you these past 40 minutes has been, you know, if we want to see leadership within our players, we first need to show that ourselves in how we live our daily life. Right, whether that's kid is walking in and they're seeing some of our goals in the paper, and obviously holding ourselves accountable, being able to have you know, standards. The word uh, living with by, with principles comes to my mind when I think of you know how you go about living your life. What's the what's the standard or what are the principles that you're going to hold yourself accountable to on a daily basis? And then once your kids can see that, okay, now they have an example because what are we doing as coaches, right? If we're just teaching basketball, we've wasted this opportunity. You've wasted the opportunity if you're just coaching basketball. But if you can look at basketball as this great opportunity to, to teach people, man, we, we really need to do our homework ourselves. Have you written down what your standards are? Have you written down uh, what your goals are? Have you written down you know, what are, what are some actionable steps that you can hold yourself accountable to? What are the principles that you want to embody, live by for, for your family, for your coworkers, for, for your players? And I think once we're able to, to do that, it's going to be much, much easier for us to be able to show our players what it looks like to, to be a leader, uh, a leader and, and to be someone that others can rally around towards uh, the greater good of whatever it is that we're trying to do as a team. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of so there's a lot of good ideas of what coaches are already doing. You know, I worked with a program that their uh, coach Norgrove at Stony Creek. He he is his basically foundation of his program is strength and honor, and they that's the anchor of everything that they do. And so all of his talks and and his drills are folks of building strength, building honor, like it's. It's, and, and then it, it encompasses more than basketball. Uh, one college program, and you can have fun with things like they, he, he gave each player a little um, golden uh, brick. And so he told the story of, you know, Dorothy um, 
and the Wizard of Oz staying on the yellow brick road, you know, and what happens when you get off the yellow brick road? Bad things happen. You got those, you know, flying monkeys and other things that happen and, you know, kids are laughing and stuff. But, you know, you stay on the yellow brick road, and you make good decisions. And so what's our yellow brick road? So you can really have some fun and, and really teach some valuable lessons about integrity and that decisions truly do define our destiny. And, uh, um, you know, come up with your own creative ways to uh, inspire young men and, and women and then build leadership. The chat, I just want to add some things. Uh, you know, because time is kind of going fast. It's, it's leadership to me uh, is an art and a science. And the science behind it really comes from the natural chemicals that we produce um, in our brain. And one of them is endorphins. It's kind of that, that natural chemical that we get in really two ways. Um, working really hard if you ever went on a, on a on a run or you you know you had a great workout your your brain produces those endorphins so you're like i feel good so if you're a coach that's demanding and your team works really hard that's going to produce good feelings for your young athletes and we also get endorphins through laughing through having fun and so not only are you demanding but you you know, you connect with them and you, you're, you know, you find moments of, of being light and you, or you, you know, in a film room, if some kid does something, you guys kind of have some, there's like a, a, a culture of, of laughter and fun. So you build those endorphins through working hard and, and, and having fun. And the other, you know, leadership chemical that uh, in our brain is, is dopamine. And you get dopamine from accomplishing tasks from like doing things. Like if you say, we're gonna hold um, this team to you know eight to 12 points a quarter, that if we don't do that, we're not gonna win. And you do that, your team gets a rush of dopamine, like, hey, we feel good. So if you're not a goal setting culture, you're losing opportunities for that dopamine chemical to kind of to be produced um, or you know, we're not leaving until we make three free throws in a row, like some kind of collective goals if you have some things. Or if a player, you know, sets a goal to, you know, draw two charges in, in uh, a game or something. And then that second charge, whoo, you know, he gets up and he's got all oh, his brain's going to be flooded. And if his team knows that that's his goal too, they're going to stand up and they're just going to be like, oh, you know, like it's a natural high you get from your from goal setting. Uh, another natural chemical is serotonin. And that is like a teammate chemical where you get from a positive exchange. It could be a smile or a fist bump or a high five or a compliment. And, uh, uh, you know, if you walk into a room and you point to somebody and you, you have kind of an exchange, that's a serotonin. It's like, hey, I feel good around this person. You know, Steve was mentioning that earlier, you know, how you feel around your, your leaders. That's serotonin that's being produced. And and last one I'll, uh, is oxytocin. And that's a feeling of, of high trust, of love. It's like, man, this person wants me to really do well. 
I, I can tell. Not only do I have goals, but he is holding me accountable to these goals. And I can feel it. And I trust him. And we're in this together. And that's a feeling of oxytocin. You know, that's, that's that love that a mother gives their child or, you know, someone very close that gives to, uh, um, you know, a person in their circle. And so like, that's like the science of leadership. You know, am I working hard? Am I laughing? Am I having fun? Am I setting goals? Am I, you know, having positive exchanges? Am, am, am I in a high trust environment? Like, that those are the that's how the brain produces healthy chemicals. Uh, you know we're in a world now where mental health you can't get away from this topic. Well, that's the healthiest environment you can be in, where you're working hard and you have great teammates and you have people that are in your camp and want you to accomplish great things. Uh, so so it's not just all fluff. It's there's a, there's a science to it, and then there's also an art to it. And some of the art we've been talking about today. <laughs> that was cool I, that stuff is that stuff's cool uh jeff just wrote in um good leaders need to be good followers yeah yeah trying to find good ways to develop good followers i mean it's thoughts thoughts on that i mean uh, i love what jeff just just shared but to just talking about in order to be a good leader you also need to be a good follower yeah absolutely and um you know, leadership is a choice, but, you know, your captain, you know, you think about things in, in your life where you're a follower, you know, like um, might be like you're a follower of your church or it might be, you know, when, when you, uh, like when we go uh, and make certain family decisions, I'm a follower. My wife will kind of take the lead and I'll, you know, either agree or not, you know, but what she typically will take the lead on a lot of stuff. And so what a good follower does is they're great listeners. Um, they are also, and this is really good for the brain, have a, have a curious mindset. They ask good questions, um, you know, uh, but they also um, believe in the leader. You know, at the end of the day, that's what makes a good follower. Um, and it's kind of buy-in. I, I uh, you know, we talked about, there's really two, a lot of studies on this. There's two things that make like winning teams, winning teams, it's talent and high trust. It's really hard to win if you don't have talent. And it's really hard to win with that talent if you don't have high trust. So how do you build high trust? And it's, it's and actually, we were talking about this with, uh, with the soccer team yesterday. It's really about, creating like a collective buy-in that we're in this together. I heard this great story, um, true story about a, a guy by the name of Charles Blondin. Now Charles lived in the mid 1800s and that time was the great, one of the greatest entertainers of his day. I mean, if he had, if they had Twitter back then, he'd have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. I mean, the guy was incredible. And he was a, a, a tight walker, like he'd, he'd walk across, you know, um, tight ropes. Um, and so his, his famous place was right, like on the border of Canada and New York over Niagara Falls. And he'd have a tight rope over there and he would walk across and walk back and he would draw hundreds 
of people and they would cheer him on. And then he got so good, he would juggle coming there back and forth. And then he would, you know, play an instrument and people were marveled. And then he started teaching lessons, you know, like having little lessons that he would draw. And he, um, you know, and, and this was something where presidents would go, governors. I mean, this was high-end stuff. One time he says, like, I want to talk to you guys about believing. And I want you to, I also want to talk to you about trusting. And uh, like, oh yeah, okay. Charles Blonde and I'm believing and trusting. And he says, he, he had this wheelbarrow. And he says, well, how many of you think, how many of you believe that I can take this wheelbarrow all the way across the tightrope and back? And they all said, oh, Charles, we believe you can do it. We saw you go back and forth, you know, with the instrument. We believe you could do that. Then he paused and he said, well, who would be willing to get in the wheelbarrow? And nobody said a word. And then he said, that's the difference between believing and trusting. And that's what really all about a team is. It's getting in that wheelbarrow. It's like getting in. Like everybody all in, let's get it. Let's, you know, risk be gone. We're going to, we're going to win together. We're going to fail together. You know, um, I remember coach Fife, the, the great coach from Clarkston said, said once uh, I was, I was talking to him about some the uh, book I was writing. And he said, you know, sometimes I think about guys that I I'd want to lose with. You know, <laughs> Like those are the guys I want because you're not going to win every game. And, it's, you know, you win with these guys, but, you know, who I want to be in the locker room with together. I really thought about that a lot. You made a lot of sense. And that's guys in the wheelbarrow. You know, that's, that's guys that we're, we're together. And so, you know, that question about how do you develop good followers every day, you know, like every day you ask for buy-in, you work hard, you have fun, you build trust. Like it's, it's not going to be you drink a, a magic potion and you've got followers. It's like a process. That was awesome. Bringing the, bringing the heat as we, as we finish out this, I mean, I love the, the difference between trust and believing that was, that was really cool. Like this one thing to think and believe that someone else can do something when you're trusting you're in it, you're in the wheelbarrow. That was just paid a perfect picture right there. Um, coaches, any, um, First off, I'd say I read Coach Masucci's first book, and then I bought ten more, and I got three left to give to to some of my players. I I, I love the stuff that he has going on uh, for jumping on, spending the time with us, and I'll leave the last word to you. You know, thank you for coaching. Uh, it's it's uh, a really tough job, and it's a really rewarding job, and so thank you for for doing that, uh, and thank you for being a lifelong learner, which I think is one of the most important aspects of of any journey, uh, especially in coaching. Um, we never know it all uh, and we're always learning for one another. Uh, so, uh, you know, thank you for spending the time with us. And if there's anything I can ever do to support you guys uh, down the road, uh, feel free to reach out. Coaches, thanks for, thanks for jumping on. Keep up the, the good work. And as always, let me know if there's anything that I can do for you guys. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode with Coach Masucci. Man, every time I speak with him, I feel better. 
feel like I have a, a, a better understanding of the person that I want to be and the relationships that I want to try to have with other people. And we want to try to surround ourselves with those type of people, high performing people, people that have that same mission and they have a high level of standard. They have uh, some self accountability and man, they speak the truth. And when we put ourselves around those people, it's going to rub off on us. We're more likely to represent those same character traits. And then we can rub off on other people in a positive way, which is what we're trying to do as a basketball coach. It's more than just basketball. So we hope that you found this beneficial. If you have questions, concerns, if you have uh, any topics that you'd like us to, to cover, reach out at Coaches Edge One on Twitter, contact at KramerBasketball.com. Thanks again for listening. And as always, get after it today.